And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Huh. Um, and I would ace it in that regard. But if I'm being a, a serious movie critic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably yeah. have to <laughs> have to give it a seven. Yeah, because that, that's what we are. That's yeah. what we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to, <laughs> to maintain the illusion. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Boys Girl Season 12, Episode 20, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Rigley and I'll be your host for this evening. This week we have a man who said, isn't it crazy to think that literally everybody in the world is either Sean O'Flaherty or not Sean O'Flaherty? <laughs> it's Mike. I've done it. Also beside him, we have a lady uh, who this week said, good for OJ, he gets to take another stab at life. Um, this week we'll be discussing some TV in the form of Ozark and Midnight Texas. And I think Mike is going to give us a review of Dunkirk. So. Just point of order, is season 12 ever going to end? I don't know, when we get sick of it. it yeah, it's getting yeah. close, like I think yeah. it's around, isn't 25 the limit? I think so, yeah. There yeah. comes a point in any relationship where you just have to call it a day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on, season 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's unlucky. Should we go straight to season 14? This is 14. We'll yeah. do 12 and a half for yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll go to episode 50. There you go. <laughs> um, Tony Crack. Uh, the young lad came back How from his you? travels. Oh yeah, how did he get on? Did he survive? He did. He's uh, now a man of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he come home with his liver? Uh, just about, just about. Uh, he was in a bag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a goldfish hanging beside him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah, he came back regaling us with tales of high adventure. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, he went to Hungary and then Spain to various concerts. Uh, mm. Uh, at one of those concerts, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers showed up, and he didn't know who they were. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, before his time? Oh, they would be, sure. I was Are, are we officially old enough that, yeah. you know, <laughs> bands that I thought What's were that? young and cool are now before people's time? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was the name of that concert again? It was uh, a huge one. There was Balaton in Hungary and uh, Benny Kazim in Spain. Benicazi, yeah, because I was looking at the lineup there, and I only recognised four bands, right? Yeah. <laughs> one of them was the Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, yeah. But two of the others, one was Kasabian, uh-huh. uh, and the other one was the Jesus and Mary Chain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for, for you know, whatever uh, you know, chance he had of known the Chilies, he, yeah, I don't yeah. think he would have known the <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, actually, you know who else so, showed up? Uh, Liam Gallagher. He started playing oh, all yeah. the old uh, Sorry, Oasis shows or Oasis songs. Yeah. Does he know who he is? Uh, he does now. He's been humming them since he got back, <laughs> which is kind of sad, really, because I fucking hated Oasis. But <laughs> <laughs> did he call him that old crooner? Yeah, <laughs> some old lad with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the Tom Jones of our generation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, funny enough, he also like in all my years wandering this earth. Um, uh, he's had experience I haven't. Uh, he went into an Indian restaurant with his friends, and <laughs> one of the waiters challenged him to a fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they had an argument over the bill or whatever, and the waiter's like, come on, let's take this outside. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I've, I've never been to an establishment like that, I have to say. 
Nice. Did you get a discount? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. I'd love to see his TripAdvisor review. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. 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 It'll be something special. Yeah. Um, another thing that happened this week was, um, I'm sorry Mark isn't here actually because he'd really have appreciated this. Um, I was sitting there in the house minding my own business with the uh, windows open one, one sunny afternoon recently and there was a whole bunch of kids playing outside, loads of them. Um, Did you go shake your fist at them angrily? <laughs> it crossed my mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were playing all traditional games. What do they call them? British Bulldog and 4040 and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know the way kids that age, sort of between 5 and 10 or whatever, um, they insist on shouting out the rules to each other's faces. <laughs> you know, Even though they're only two feet away, you can, oh, hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. hear them from space. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's how I happened to overhear this. So they started to play uh, Zombie Catch. <laughs> I thought, okay. oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. Yeah, this is passing its way down the generations as hope for the future. <laughs> uh, but then what, what broke my heart was I, I heard this plaintive little voice. It was obviously one of the youngest kids, uh, maybe five or something. And all I could hear o- over the air was... <laughs> But I don't want to be the infected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so cute. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Um, you saw Dunkirk. I did. Um, yeah, just uh, related to that. Um, I kind of went back and rewatched the start of Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Oh, you've been strolling yeah. the beaches this week, haven't you? Yeah, because we were actually staying on Oma Beach there last weekend. Nice one. Um, yeah, and just to put things in context, uh, you know, so uh, actually, uh, my darling wife, uh, she uh, didn't have much context for this, let's say, mm-hmm. didn't know as much about the whole landings as, mm-hmm. say, you or I would, you know, yeah. that kind of way. So uh, we uh, sort of went to the museum, first of all, mm-hmm. Um uh, just to sort of get, uh, the context and the history and the, mm-hmm. so on, let's say, the, the whole, uh, let's say process that was involved, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. in Operation Overlord. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, give us a brief overview of what that process was for us non-historians. Yeah, it was, um, for anybody the who Allies might be w- listening or per- potentially recording the podcast who in maybe their first year, um, high school history exam had to answer a multiple choice question on what uh, Hiroshima okay. was and they said it was a British naval ship. For people like that do you want to give an overview of what happened? Uh, you really have to get over school, Shona. <laughs> hey, I was so not a student. This was some other unnamed person yeah. who I don't know. The Allo is trying to get a foothold back in mainland Europe um, so they could... Uh, Work their way back across Europe and retake France and defeat Germany mm-hmm. on their way to victory. So anyway, um, so it was a massive scale, mm-hmm. massive scale. And mm-hmm. even even though you know the numbers, oh yeah, there's three hundred and fifty thousand men, and there's so many eight hundred thousand, you know, or eight hundred second, I don't know, ships or boats or and mm-hmm. so on, this kind of thing. It's not until you actually you see that kind of number lined up that you go, oh. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, you know, because it's, it's just these numbers that are thrown at you. Like, for example, yeah. uh, like after we went to the museum that we, we went and, uh, we went to the American cemetery, mm-hmm. 
Um, and there's, I think, around 9,000, just under 10,000 uh, graves there. Mm-hmm. And um, one, like 10,000 is a big number. Mm-hmm. There's not until you see 10,000 crosses yeah. that you go, oh, yeah, yeah. it's wow. a big number. Like, it's yeah. a lot. Uh-huh. A lot, you know, yeah. <laughs> because you, you think of like, uh, venues that you've been in as it, oh, there's 10,000 people there and you go, oh, okay, well, yeah. not that big a crowd, really, you know, whereas, you know, you go to like, I don't know, Lansdowne or Coke Park or whatever, you know, you have much larger numbers and you go, oh, okay, that was a big concert, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. but when you see them, the crosses laid out, and I guess the way they're spaced as well, it just, it seems like a lot, a lot yeah. more than I, yeah. I, 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 uh, pictured in my head, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating though. Um, just like, uh, we stayed in a tiny little village and in that there was like eight museums, mm-hmm. um, within like two or three miles. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't just a museum, like there was the Operation Overlord one. And then I sort of said to a guy, look, there's eight museums. I said to sort of the, the guy who's running the campsite kind of thing. I said, uh, so which one do I go to? And he goes, well, depends on what aspect. <laughs> you want to yeah. look at it from is the civilian aspect the impact on daily life or is it uh, the British airborne or is it the Americans landing at Omaha Beach or is it Juno or is it uh, you know all the other mm-hmm. beaches or is it from the Ger- there's the German cemetery as well mm-hmm. uh, which is quite a contrast mm-hmm. a huge contrast actually yeah. is that all um, book fast bottles and <laughs> <laughs> very rough hue and stone crosses yeah. rather than the very shiny white mm-hmm. you know immaculate yeah kind of you know uh, of the American cemetery I just said oh okay oh mm-hmm. so anyway yeah. um yeah that was fascinating and so having watched uh, Private Ryan again how did uh how did it impact you yeah you know it's it's a it's not a happy place you know a lot of it is wow, mm-hmm. just the scale of it. And then when you go to, you know, some of the, like you're, you're camping and just like lying around the place, there's ruins, you know, of these, this, the, the Hitler's Atlantic Wall, like yeah. these uh, dugouts that the Germans have built and fortifications, there's mm-hmm. just lying around the place, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they have sort of, uh, kept some of it from being, uh, let's say bulldozed over and redeveloped on top and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, that's fascinating to go and, you know, you can actually go down into them and walk around and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's shell holes lying around the place and yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so standing on the beach and looking up the shoreline, uh, what do you think your odds would have been of making it up uh, to the top with machine guns coming down here? Oh, yeah. And it's 90 feet, like a sheer cliff, like, yeah, Jesus. you know, yeah. and, and they landed in the wrong spot as well. They landed in a hot spot instead of the nice, mm-hmm. you know, radiated approach, okay. let's say, up, yeah, up yeah. to the top. Like there was a spot where the, it it was uh, you know uh, you could drive up it you know yeah, yeah. but all the rest of it is like cliff you know mm-hmm. it's a, and especially with with the weather they had I mean it was fine weather there was lovely and calm but mm-hmm. imagine like massive waves and that kind of thing it's just lunacy really? yeah. lunacy but anyway um yeah so that's sort of the reality of it all is very uh, sobering that's it mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, quite an education, I'd say. Hmm, cool. Yeah, and uh, I think it was good for young lads to see it too. You know, it's not all about running, jumping, climbing trees, and yeah. you know, oh, I shot you, you shot me, that kind of thing. You know, that's yeah. you know, war is you know, yeah. sometimes glorified. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. 
Uh, also fascinating, like uh, from the engineering point of view. Um, you know, you see all the vehicles and bridges and all that kind of stuff that they, they built. And there's actually some of the, the artificial ports still in the water, yeah. you know, um, that you can see on low tide and that kind of thing. That's, uh-huh. uh, wow. yeah. Yeah, just uh, that kind of scale is huge too. Anyway, brilliant. I, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them the next year we're going to the Somme. <laughs> okay. just, to, just to lighten the mood a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we're done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so now we're just drinking wine and eating cheese. I think that sounds like a good antidote to uh, your yeah. historical ramblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, my in-laws went to. They're both retired high school teachers, and they chauffeur the class trip every year. They still kind of volunteer to help out doing that. Mm-hmm. And this mm. year, they went to Auschwitz, and oh, they nice. just brought oh. home <laughs> yeah. the um the pamphlet that they give at Auschwitz. You know, giving some of the history. Uh-huh. I couldn't even finish reading the pamphlet. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm about to say something very basic, but some parts of history yeah. are just soul breaking. Yeah, you know, um, I was, I was, uh, sending WhatsApps to a buddy of mine while I was, while I was there and, uh, he was sending back, yeah, it's just incredible. He's been to Auschwitz a few times and he says every time he goes, it's just, you know, he still can't get over how people can do, you know, invent stuff to kill yeah. people on such a scale. Yeah. 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 He just says it, it's just Horrifying. nuts. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I imagine seeing it in person, like you walking these beaches of France. Seeing it in person uh, is so different from reading about it in a textbook or hearing about it. You know, when you're seeing these gas chambers that are still up in these kind of concentration camps, and you just think, how can you treat people like this? Yeah. Now, I know yeah. we're veering wildly off topic for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, is there a movie still- in here somewhere? <laughs> no, 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 there is, there is. We're going to be talking about Dunkirk, yeah. so this is relevant-ish. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think of anything silly I've seen as an antidote but I don't know that I've seen much this week and anything uh, I have seen has been drama uh, I did see a great uh, documentary on uh, the, the last days in Saigon uh, it was when the Americans oh. pulled out and mm. uh, god almighty it was such a clusterfuck like, really? Uh, mm. yeah very very interesting documentary if you ever come across it I, I think it was on uh, oh, I, I think it was Sky Arts um, it's about an hour and a half long. Arts, 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 yeah. But they arts. had uh, interviews with a lot of people who were there and stuff. And oh yeah, one I particularly liked was uh, he was one of the last guys out. He was on the last hol- helicopter, mm. and just his perspective of how the day went down the crapper, like you know, it started off kind of okay, and then they just kept getting word like tanks are getting closer. Oh, we've lost the airfield. <laughs> Shit, we've lost the docks. <laughs> oh, man. I think I've seen that, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe. It's not a new documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the plan with the choppers to get out from the embassy, that, yeah. that, that was plan D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And the crowds trying to get into the embassy and all that. Oh, it was yeah. nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah. They, had, they had real footage of it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of footage actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, and it was in color too. So, it, it was, oh, uh, was it actually a journalist? Uh, it was a collage of all different uh, reports. They oh, I mean, that guy in particular, you know, the last guy, last chopper. Was oh, he a no, journalist? He, no, no, he was a marine. Oh, was he? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He actually nearly got left behind because uh, oh. there was there was eleven marines left. And yeah. the last chopper came in and the sergeant did a count up and he said, one, yeah. two, three, four, hang on, that's ten. One, two, three, four, 
where's Johnny? <laughs> so they put down the back of the, the, the door at the back of the helicopter yeah. and there was little Johnny fucking hanging on with two hands trying to get in. The oh, holy was shit. Off. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. uh, well, in, um, in stark contrast to both of your oh. television viewing this week, I saw something for the first time that's also not new, but it's new to me. Uh-huh. RuPaul's Drag Race, anybody? RuPaul's oh, right. Drag Race, what's that? So you know RuPaul? Yeah. Oh. Mike! Sorry. Ah, come on. RuPaul's you do. Sh- Sachet Chante. Cover girl, work it. She's um a famous drag queen. Mm, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, Mike, yeah. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you, no, you would. Uh, she's had, like, hit songs. Okay. Yeah. She's famous. Yeah. She's fabulous. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. So she, oh, I can't. So she's done drag racing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, oh, I just totally missed this conversation. <laughs> she's a drag queen. Okay. So this is a reality TV show for drag queens called mm. the RuPaul's Drag Race because it's a race to be a drag queen winner. Oh, this isn't it's, new, is it's, it? It's not. No. It's not motor cars. Nothing to do with cars, Mike. You need to put that. That'd be cool that having <laughs> drag queens doing drag racing. That'd be that'd be something I watch. <laughs> that would be next level. No, this is um, this is kind of like America's oh. Next Top Model, but for drag queens. Yeah, and would you believe it's it's going seventeen years? Oh no, seven years. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's more mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say six, seven, eight, somewhere mm-hmm. in that region. Right. I'm on yeah. the the earliest season on Netflix is season two, so I started there, mm-hmm. and um. I've I've heard people say that they love the show, and I thought, sure, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. There's mm-hmm. nothing on TV, and I just wanted something light. Mm-hmm. I think I might have just finished Handmaid's Tale. Usually, I need something mm-hmm. light after my um my Sunday night viewing. So, anyways, so it's basically a bunch of drag queens, right? Mm-hmm. And they have competitions like they would have a, a thematic photo shoot, perhaps, where they have to dress up in their drag character, mm-hmm. and then they have to have a you know I don't know take pictures. Then they might have, um, like, a contest of, you know, I don't know, learning how to strip and then having to make the most money off of tips from men in a strip mm-hmm. bar or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but the best part is RuPaul, obviously. But her, her, um, tagline in the show is brilliant because you couldn't get any more authentic. She, whenever she tells them to do something, she says, and ladies, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love because yeah. the show does not take itself seriously at all. Yeah. And um, yeah. after they have like their bottom two contestants for the week, mm-hmm. she, RuPaul gets very serious. She's like, and now it is time for you to lip sync for <laughs> your life. <laughs> and so then they both have to have, to have a lip sync off um, to the same song while they're all mm-hmm. dressed in drag and then someone gets kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, before they do it, she's like, "And ladies, don't fuck it up." <laughs> it's a great yeah. show. Well, yeah, RuPaul is the best part. Is there anybody in it who's taken it way too seriously? Well, there's always ladies <laughs> who take it way too seriously, for sure. That's part of the whole diva persona. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you get to see them like doing their transformations, where they start out as men. Now, to be mm-hmm. fair, most of them are pretty camp, skinny gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still do make an amazing transformation with makeup. Mm. Um, and hair and wigs and mm-hmm. taping, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, padding. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of their own clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing to see the transformation mm-hmm. of how they hold themselves when they're women versus when they when they're men. Now, the uh, important yeah. differentiation, as Mark told me off the other week, for using tranny inappropriately, a drag queen is somebody who 
identifies as male but dresses up as female, I think for entertainment purposes, uh, whereas, of course, transgendered people just dressed in the sex opposite to how they were born identify Mm. With another gender, mm. so I'm going to include that piece of information from. But Mark. if you use well, actually, the word opposite, uh, RuPaul is, is noted among drag queens uh, for not giving a shit really, and uh, doesn't care about gender specific pronouns. Says you know, like he, he says, uh, you can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis and Kathy Lee. I don't care, just as long as you call, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, he's re- he's really kind of cool. He's really chill. Well, yeah, like. He does seem to have um, a great attitude. Like he doesn't take anything too seriously, and um, although like the show does end on a serious note, because at the end of every episode, and I've seen I would say like three or four at this point, um, after everyone gets kicked off, they turn the music on, and all the remaining drag queens have a little dance on the stage. But as he's introducing the music, he's like, "And remember, if you don't love yourself." How the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And everyone on the stage <laughs> goes, amen. And then they all start dancing to the music. <laughs> so like, there's actually a really sweet yeah. undertone that it's meant to yeah. be lighthearted and fun, but also yeah. like be yourself. And who the oh. fuck cares if people don't like it? Oh. Yeah. So yeah, good times. So as a, um, gr- just, as, as a girl, just as a. I'm a woman, Mike. Okay. A woman. <laughs> a female woman, Mike. A female woman. Uh, do you get pissed off when you see a drag queen who's better looking than you are? <laughs> no, I have sheer admiration for the talent. <laughs> um, right. So speaking of drag queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I was going to say, let's talk about Dunkirk. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're way too fucking um, hairy, Steve. Now, I saw, um, what did I see uh, that I went to talk about? I didn't talk about the other week was um, John Wick. Uh-huh. Two. Mm. I got to that. Okay. The Reach Around. Didn't you already watch that? Because I feel like we've talked about that recently. That's Jack Reacher. That's Jack Reacher. Oh, and you watched number two. No, it was jo- John Wick. Yeah. Oh, that's different right. to Jack Reacher. <laughs> they all yeah. sound the same. Yeah. All right. How was it? <laughs> this was um, John Wick being. Um... Oh God! What's wicked? his face? W- wicked. <clears throat> what's his name? W- was he from, was uh, he wicked? Matrix. <laughs> 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 Nothing. Yeah. Uh, never mind. What's wick- his name from the Matrix? Neo. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I couldn't forget his name. Yeah. yeah, so anyway. But seriously, you're not going to bite on Wicked? Oh. John Wicked? The Wickless Wonder? <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> Wicked, you guys. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Someone turned my mic off. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that bit out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Won't somebody please validate me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't edit it out. That's like my one and only joke this episode. <laughs> Hold on, I thought I had a name for that. Actually, mm. uh, what was this? Um, it was. Uh, thought of a name. Oh yeah, the Wicked. That was John Wick, uh, Chapter Two: The Wickening. <laughs> no, okay. Still see? not as good. Okay, as yeah. Still not as good as Wicked. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> you're, was the movie uh, good? So. It you know it was better than the first one. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how you take that. Yeah, um, yeah, but, pretty low uh, bar. Uh, pretty low bar. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what they did was a couple of new things that um, in their action stakes. Uh-huh. Uh, they did use a good bit of 
CGI in it, but there's a lot of, um, you know, those ones, uh, what, what are you doing? I'm showing Mike a picture of RuPaul. There, there's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's no recognition. That's all. <laughs> no recognition. Um, you, you know, those, um, what was it? Was it born where, you know, the, some of those crashes looked really ouchy. Okay. Yes. Yes. The last born had a particularly ouchy smack crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a few of those, in it. Yeah. and uh, yeah, it just reminded me of uh, your description of the Bourne movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, it adds your typical thing, you know. Some dude has done something. I think he was Russian. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters, but yeah. they usually are. Yeah. These movies. All, the, all the best ones. Are uh, right. Yeah, and he'll stop at nothing until he gets vengeance or something, you know, that kind of a... I must so. break you. Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah. Anyway, saw that. Uh, give it a five action stakes. <laughs> Sunday matinee, nothing yeah. else on. Yeah. Um, but Game of Thrones season two, or season, episode two is out. Oh, yes, it is. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, and Mark's not here to pour cold water on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read the books and then I stopped at season five, you know, you know just because I'm Mark, you know. <laughs> Got better things to do. So I just think, like, is he keeping up the pace? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think true to form, Game of Thrones is starting slow, but it's always a slow burner, and then it builds pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Now, I think this season is already building much faster than previous seasons, mm-hmm. because I think that there's a lot they have to get done this season, so I think it's going yeah. to be more action-packed than previous years, where you might have the penultimate episode being your climax. Mm. I have a feeling like we're going to have a lot of uh, mini-climaxes here throughout <laughs> the season. I think it's going to start building pretty quickly. Yeah. I guess, can we talk about season two with the presumption that those listening will have seen... No, wait, did you say... Episode two, yeah. Episode two, yeah. Thanks. Mm. Um, that people are up to date up until at least the beginning of this season. I mean, it's like, yeah, so. I mean, I, oh. my guess, right, that is that this season has to end with the battle for Westeros. Someone mm. of the seven, seven has to win the seven kingdoms mm. because I think next season, the last one is going to be the battle with the White Walkers. That's my guess. Oh, so I think this season we have to have all of the seven kingdoms fighting, and they need to get their shit together to start those fights now. All right, I thought this this season would be the White Walkers, and then next season they'd settle down who gets the Iron Throne. Mm. Oh, interesting. God, whatever way it works, it sounds like many climaxes ahead. <laughs> mm, yeah. And that's, I think that's fair to oh. look forward to, is oh. all of the climaxes, mm. because yeah. you oh. could just have one big one, or mm. have loads of little ones. Who's to say yeah. which is the better for viewing pleasure? Yeah. Well, I have to try both. Mm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, um, which they, well. they, the, the internet was aflame with talk of uh, uh, a very rare... Uh, scene of consensual sex in Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> season two or in episode two. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen very often. Was, uh, I'm trying to think now. Oh, it's okay. It's oh only, yeah, it's only yeah, there was sh- shitty characters nobody cares about, but there was no raping. <laughs> there was no yeah, no, it was <laughs> there was just no incest. Two <laughs> people getting it on who wanted to get it on. That's yeah. true. No one, no one was held down. I yeah, don't know what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um. Wasn't I anybody's mother being held at gunpoint? Or? I actually yeah, saw yeah, yeah. a really good tweet about, um, cause you know, it, it was a similar sex scene to, uh, Jon Snow and, uh, Egret when they uh-huh. got together. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Grey Worm's, um, let's say preferred choreography mm-hmm. to his time with the ladies. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I saw a great tweet that said, Hi, I'm Jon Snow. You might remember me from such sex scenes as, you know, my time with Ygritte. They know me as the king of the north, but I'm also king in the south? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the internet is great for that kind of thing. Uh, uh. Um, th- that particular scene in this episode was a whole lot cleaner, though, than I think the Jon Snow Ygritte encounter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that was pretty filthy, like. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of hygiene going on there. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you ever? It's been a while since there's been a steamy bath up yeah, that end yeah. of the country. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. for one was very grateful that there was no smell. Oh, vision. Smell of vision um, yeah, attached yeah, to yeah. that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, mm. um, yeah, can't deal with that. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, so, so what do you say? Um, are we so, going to have Battle for Westeros and then White Walkers, or White Walkers and then Battle for Westeros and the Iron Throne? Oh, 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 oh wait. Okay. It's a song of fire and ice. Yeah. Mm. So now we have King of the North. Yeah. The ice, the ice bit mm-hmm. meeting the Queen of Dragons, the fire bit. Yeah. Mm. Right. Is that going to be the big thing this season, though? But see, like, they could be brother and sister rather than romantic entanglements. But they are brother and sister. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> are they? <laughs> well, the books, the books obviously yeah. haven't gone this far, so we yeah. can only guess, right, uh, from what the TV show yeah. has told us. But actually, if it's a song of fire and ice, maybe they find... You know the way Sam Charlie has gone to Highgarden to oh. learn all Not stuff? Not Highgarden, Old Town. Old Go Town, on. to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, to learn all the yeah. citadel, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe deep in the vaults, underneath this pile of centuries-old books, he mm-hmm. finds a karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that's the song. <laughs> yeah, and John yeah. and Daenerys have a sing-off to see who gets the throne. Yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. And it's like one of those, you know, I got you, babe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's a duet, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and at the very end, RuPaul comes out with a big sword. And <laughs> yes, Mike with the RuPaul reference. You learn quickly, my friends. Um, no, but Steve, the. The ice could also mean the White Walkers. It may not necessarily be Jon Snow. Snow, ice? Just I don't know. I don't yeah, know maybe Snow White. Snow. They made a maybe movie about it. Could it could be right. could be right. It could be just, <laughs> think, Mike, you know, um, the, the, the clash of those boys and the dragons. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Be that I wonder. <laughs> but I think it's going to get very yeah. interesting because all of these different characters from across the world that we've been reading about are starting to come together now mm. into common threads. Mm. Last week's episode, it was interesting to see all these characters we know kind of sitting in one room together and you're like, wow, mm. you guys know each other now. Yeah. And there's somebody still left alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait to see more. So, so we're nearly halfway through the season, huh? Can what? You believe it? Yeah, there's only six, seven episodes. Six episodes. <gasps> oh, so that's why it's yeah. going quickly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, hence the pace. Yeah. How could they make us wait so long for just six episodes? That's cruel. Mm. Well, it, yeah, it takes a long time to make those episodes. I know, but the episodes always come out um, end of January, isn't it? But this mm-hmm. year they made us wait until yeah. July. Mm. Yeah. So cruel. Bastards. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, uh, do you know, I realized, who told me? I, I think there's a whole season of The Americans that I have missed. 
Right. So at least when Game of Thrones is over, I know how I'll be spending my time. Oh, cool. The Americans, yeah. you guys, the best show on television. <laughs> no one talks about really? it. Really? No. Really, though? Really? I myself still have really? two seasons of Fight Ship held in reserve. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I save them up for a rainy day, of which we get many in the show. I was say, like, every day is a rainy day. <laughs> <Yeah. night. laughs> yeah. Right. Well, let's, let's start with some of our TV. Mm. Because I think there's at least one of these that's going to be on the agenda in the future. Really? Yeah. Mm. Let's start with Ozark. Ozark. So this is um, Ozark, yeah. Chicago-based financial advisor secretly relocates his family to the Missouri Ozarks when his dealings with a drug cartel go awry. Thank you, IMDb. <laughs> but that's the synopsis. So, um, so this starts stars Jason Bateman. Um, also and, directed uh, by Jason Bateman. Ah. What? Directed by Jason Bateman as well. That makes a lot Credit of sense. Credit at the end Is of the episode, directed <clears throat> by Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, really impressive. Interesting. Laura Linney is in this mm-hmm. uh, as uh, his wife, and uh, oh, yeah, he is actually directed by her. And um, yeah, it's okay. So actually, I can read. I I, I know yeah. what I read on the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. Oh no, I believe it. I believe it. I, just <laughs> I can read. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jesus, Morales. She'll be bolding next. <laughs> Should be what? Should be voting next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Mullen is in this. Who's that? Uh, as well. Do you remember him? Do you remember that one? Uh, he was a. He started having panic attacks. He was like a head of. Uh, or not panic attacks. What was he having? He is diagnosed with uh, dementia or something. He was head of a. a, a a mob type thing in southern England. Oh yes, I do remember. Uh, I yeah, the he's, show, he's a great. Yeah. He's a great actor. But anyway, um, so yeah, so what do we think? Well, the directorship makes a whole lot of sense because this is the first time I can remember Jason Bateman ever being in anything where he's not kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he obviously had to take charge personally in order to get the opportunity to not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think he does a good job at it. Um, and it's difficult because, uh, like, for example, uh, who's your man in um, Del Boy? And then he went on mm-hmm. to do A Touch of Frost as a, as a hard-bitten mm-hmm. detective. And it just oh. never worked because you always saw him as the, the old... Only fools and horses, character. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's 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 dangerous. David to, Chase. Uh, David Chase. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous to go off off ranch as such in that way. Uh, but I think he pulled it off. Mm. Um, he, David Chase was brilliant as Danger Master. <laughs> <laughs> the original and best. Danger. The remade Danger Master was never the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. um you know who he reminded me of very much was uh, uh, what's his name Martin Freeman really yeah just in his expression and his I saw a lot of um, Walter White he's playing this oh yeah well yeah there's the comparisons there are there's loads there's loads I mean loads of similarities 
Mm. Um, except it doesn't have as much of a money family background type storytelling thing going on. It's more about the story, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, they're, they're, they're sort of sticking to the riff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, he, he just has this way of contemplating stuff and his character's kind of, he's not a jabber mouth. He, he thinks mm-hmm. before he does anything. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, so he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, him in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a bit of uh, Lord of the Rings as well. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really strong. I really like this. Mm. It's uh, very good in the way that it it conveys his profound boredom with his life. Yes, and this uh-huh. is where I think that the the strong whiffs of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the parallels start fairly early. Yeah, yeah. I think in this show, um, of a, you know, like a kind of like white suburban man in a healthy, boring life mm-hmm. gets bored of his life, and all of a sudden he's entangled in Mexican drug cartels, uh-huh. and you yeah, know things yeah. get messy, shooty shooty bang bang. Uh, although, although that kind of didn't make sense to a certain extent because, uh, as as the show reveals. He's been involved in that for a long time. Yeah. Mm. And yet he's still bored. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that kind of didn't make sense because, you know, obviously he's involved with some very, very dangerous people. But that's zero excitement, obviously, in his life. Yeah. So unless he had it so well organized that it was just another thing that he did in his day. Um, yeah, yeah, sort out Pablo Escobar there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, launder some money, whatever, another day at the office. Yeah, 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 <laughs> another day, another million, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I found that the beginning of the episode, I found quite weak, because it focused quite a bit on him being bored with his life, mm-hmm. and it shows, mm-hmm. you know, like, his wife's cheating on him, mm-hmm. his uh, best friend slash, like, co-owner mm-hmm. of his money advice yeah. firm mm-hmm. is a bit of a, like... My guess is cocaine sniffing mm-hmm. dick. Yeah. Um, and it just shows him being bored. You know, he's mm-hmm. at one point you think he's with a prostitute, but then mm-hmm. it turns out he's just like masturbating in a car mm-hmm. on the street where prostitutes are working, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that, actually. that was a great scene. <laughs> it was the prostitute just a, just a was twist in it. Yeah, yeah, it was great script, I think for yeah, the part yeah. with him, doesn't she? <laughs> but like, it starts out kind of believable that like yeah, you know he's yeah. picked this girl up, but then she's really getting into like yeah. you funded their college education, yeah. you got specifics, your yeah, yeah. At home, uh, despite the two percent decline in yeah. economics over that, you know, she's just, yeah, she's got a great scene. Yeah. Um, but it's like that kind of stuff. I always find really depressing. Cause I, mm-hmm. I just, I can't stand watching people be stagnant in their lives. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of a commentary on how I live my life. Yeah. This is kind of like, would you do something about yeah. it? Um, but then, like, to quote Anchorman, it escalated quickly. Mm. <laughs> like, it got goes, out of control he really quickly. He goes to work one day and it's yeah. just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You need some security cameras and maybe a security guard at your door or yeah. something. Um, so from that point on, I guess things got slightly more interesting, but I still mm-hmm. don't understand his relationship with uh, this drug cartel because mm-hmm. at one point he's terrified of them, understandably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he also just seems to be flippant about it mm-hmm. and bored at other times. I don't know. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel about the whole plot of the show, but I think honorable mention has to go to Jason Bateman for his um, acting just because I've never seen him do 
mm-hmm. drama like this either, and I think he pulls it off. Um, there's mm-hmm. a great scene where he gets out of the car and just goes into a forest, and his yeah. face crumples. Um, and I think it's just a superbly acted scene. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's no dialogue or dialogue, there's no talking mm-hmm. or monologues or anything. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just him. Um, Having a quiet moment that's really believable and really pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and he has quite a range of, uh, layers, I guess, that you, ha- he's portraying over the course of the episode. You know, we start out with this kind of like bored suburban dad of someone who seems like a wallflower and a bit of a mm-hmm. walkover, but then we also see him kind of taking on drug cartels. We see him trying to protect his family. We see him crumpling a little bit. We see him being pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he did a fantastic job, and the fact that he directed it, you know, mm. well done to him for yeah. a decent uh, pilot episode. Yeah, the uh, dialogue in particular was uh, very sparing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of key pieces to the plot that weren't spoken about. It was, yeah. It was visual It's cues. left to breathe a bit. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not spoon-fed for once. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's a, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just, a, it, like, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just, you know. Yeah. Let's say Mark would yeah. fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use my brain. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, we love you. But I think he did some really interesting things with this episode, like, directorially. When mm-hmm. you think of, um, in the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. you know, he's got some clients in his office, you know, for mm-hmm. financial advice, and he pulls mm-hmm. up porn on his computer and watches, like, this woman start mm-hmm. giving a guy a blowjob, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this guy's so bored with his life, he's just watching porn in his office. <laughs> um, it doesn't even register. <laughs> and then later on, like, he's watching the same film at home on his laptop while his wife's on her iPad or whatever in the corner mm-hmm. of the room. But then in, in the porn, the woman oh, is Easy on up, the spoilers, easy on the spoilers. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> I mean, we know that she's cheating on him. No, we they don't. say that in the blurb for the show. I don't know. Okay. If we yeah. don't edit it out if I'm wrong. Um, it's in the trailer. Okay, there we go. It's in the trailer. It counts. It's safe. Uh, so anyways, we see who the woman is in the in the porn, and it's not a porn at all. Um, it's a home tape of someone's um, and stuff like that, they're, you know, it's, mm. it's not spoon fed. They kind of mm. like unravel the show using different techniques, some of mm. which are conversational and some of which aren't. So, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, some nice use of sound as well. Um, like the, I'm thinking of one critical scene, um, where something very important is happening, but all you can hear is machinery drowning out the sound of the voices of this very important conversation oh, yeah. that's going on. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I thought that was really nicely done. Uh, I, it's uh, it's nice to see just a little bit of creativity in that regard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. What else was going yeah. on um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, did, this, did this grip you by the ghoulies, Steve? Yeah, you know, it, it, it just... No. It has me a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. It, like, if it goes down the whole family story route, I'm out. Oh. It's not what I'm watching it for. Oh. So it's like a tickle yeah. on the ghoulies rather than a grip. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm primarily interested in his story mm-hmm. and how he's going to manipulate it, but look after his family. Uh, I'm not interested in their lives. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in how they adjust oh, yes, to the move. I, like, I know we're going to have to see how they adjust to the move. We're not interested in how yeah. the kids get on in school. Yeah, like they're there or, as props. Mm-hmm. And they need yeah. to be kept as props. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I found yeah. the dynamic with his wife fairly interesting just because of um, what she did or didn't know about his life. It wasn't clear cut and it wasn't what I expected. So I think that there's potentially an interesting relationship there that the show could delve into about like mm-hmm. how what their dynamic is, what they know, how they share information. How did such like a boring suburban guy get involved mm-hmm. with, you know, laundering money for the drug cartel? So there's some interesting points. But I have to say I don't know if I would be watching any more mm-hmm. of this. Um like I said, I thought it was well acted by Jason Bateman. I'm really happy to see him in a dramatic role. I think it really suits him and he definitely pulled it off directorially. I think it was a well shot, well made episode. Um, but I just don't know if the story interests me that much, if I'm honest. You know, Breaking Bad I loved, but I didn't get into it until like it was over. I, I was on season two, I think, by the time the show came to an end, so I was a latecomer to Breaking Bad too. Um, and I, this isn't as good as Breaking Bad, I don't think. Um, just because on one level it feels like I've seen it before. Um, so I don't know that there's anything there for me to come back to, but that's kind of more on a personal taste level that this show wouldn't be, it's not the kind of story that interests me. But I have to say, if, if it sounds like it, it's the kind of thing that you would watch, go for it because it's definitely well made, well acted, and um, well written. So worth it. Yeah, it's quite, it's, it's it is quality. Yeah. 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 It's it's one of the top tier. You can see already. It is, yeah, yeah. In 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 quality wise, whether the story turns out to be to keep it top tier is another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you compare it with like the MacGyver reboot, you know, nah. <laughs> <laughs> different, different. Yeah, it's, it's totally different league. You know. Yeah, different universes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I think I I think I got enough out of this. I'll give it another chance. Yeah. Um, I did read that they are going to have an extended flashback in, later in the series, which will explain how he got in with the cartel. Oh, interesting. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that may take up two or three episodes. I like that they uh, didn't use the pilot for that, because you often mm-hmm. get the pilot being the establishing yeah. Yeah, um, origin yeah. story, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think that's always an effective tactic. So I think that they've, yeah. they've played it well waiting to show that until later. Yeah. 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 And, th- you yeah, know, they didn't, like, again, I'm talking about the family thing, but they didn't go and show us, you know, who the kids hang out with mm-hmm. and what their yeah. interests are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't need to know that, you know? Yeah. Uh, car- character building, we, we don't need to build those mm-hmm. characters. You know, <laughs> we've, got, we've got too much else to tell you. You know, so that's, no, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, another thing I like. I'm really hoping those kids end up hanging off a bridge in Juarez on oh, fire. You know, my. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to stick. You missed me, didn't you, Shona? All week you so missed much. me. <laughs> so much. When I find that there's too much light and love in my life, I just think, you know, fuck, I miss Mike. <laughs> I could be talking to Mike right now. <laughs> I'm feeling too happy. <laughs> it's like opening a meat locker. <laughs> um, so shall we rate it then? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm 
guessing it's thrillers all around there from mm-hmm. what you've said. I know you're not going to watch much more of it, but I, I believe it's that, that I won't that, be watching more. Then, so by definition, that makes it filler. But yeah. uh, so we have two thrillers, one filler. But mine is conditional, yeah. saying it's just not my taste. So it's a well-made show if it's the kind of thing that interests you. Uh, I would still recommend that you watch it. Okay. And it's on Netflix. Cool. It's easy enough to just throw on. Give no. it a shot. Make it so. <laughs> so. Um, second thing on our uh, list was uh, Midnight Texas. Ooh. <laughs> 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 so, from the... Who put this on? Was it you or Mark? Uh, it was so, you. Somebody hijacked. I'll put it down for you. Vote. Yes, this has been happening all too frequently throughout this. Uh, this uh, I believe, Mike, that's season. because you're as guilty as I am of waiting too long <laughs> yeah. to put shit on the list. <laughs> what is five minutes before airing? Not not enough time <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, based on a series of novels. Written by the same lady who did True Blood. So that's where you're going to get some kind of crossover in terms of supernaturally type stuff. Uh, uh, pretty True Bloody, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, so I suppose in summary, this is a little town called Midnight uh, in Texas. And there are some strange people there and some strange goings on there. And outsiders aren't that welcome. And a young lad with a gift for the dead uh, ends up there and finds out that he's not the only strange person in town. And, uh, yeah, it goes from there. Yeah. Johnny, you'd love this. Would I? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it sounds like typical Shona fodder. It's yeah. a far, it's a far cry from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a hundred percent hotter. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it's oh, one my, step my up from. Uh, uh, what was the Sarah Michelle Geller one? Uh, she's done several. Oh, things. divorce? No, she didn't do divorce. No, the one. What's the first one you said? Buffy. Buffy. Buffy, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. As, as opposed to the one where she was twins and there was two shares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, the, you know, straight off, it's not my thing. But I mm. did find it kind of mildly entertaining, I'd say. And uh, almost enough that I sort of went, I sort of nearly went to and went for a second one because it's got a good hook mm-hmm. at the end. But anyway, yeah. So it's, as you're saying, this dude, someone after him, he owes him money or something similar, and he hides out in Midnight, Texas. His, was it his mother or his dead mother told him? His dead remember. granny. His dead grandmother, yeah, yeah. Uh, told him. He's, he's a... Well, he's a psych, seer. But an actual one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then he discovers his neighbors are like vampires and I don't know assassins and yeah. all this kind of thing. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, first off, the special effects are shit. Oh, really no. shocking. Bottom bad. tier. Oh god, I, you see B movies with way better special effects. Oh like, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, that's scathing from the B movie expert. Yeah, yeah. Like Sci Fi Channel has this 
beaten to a pulp. You know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what I liked was, you know, <laughs> speaking of those, you know, uh, when they, they tried to show like a an eruption underneath the floorboards. They just mm. had these red lights that came up through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the lights now. <laughs> <The ring. laughs> Yeah. It's hell down here. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, um, I mean, there's obviously a bit of money behind it. How did they get the special effects so badly wrong? <laughs> they put money into getting them wrong, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, like they they obviously have a history from the True Blood franchise, which was great. Yeah, um, not everybody's cup of tea, but you know, it was Sexy universally acclaimed. Times. As, People seem to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, but you can nearly do parallels with the characters with with True Blood. Mm-hmm. Like, a, what, what was the one? Uh, Suki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Suki is that, that one that he first meets that's the barmaid. Yeah. Yeah, the equivalent of. And then you have the vampire who's the vampire equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many that sort of match up, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it is kind of taking the same universe, but doing it really badly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I think uh, actually True Blood was probably a better quality season one anyway. Oh, hands down. Uh, True, mm. True Blood from the very beginning uh, not only had the supernatural aspect, but there was uh, character involvement and character development from the get-go. Mm. Um, you know, this, this is almost cartoony, you know? Yeah, this is very much so just how much more money can we get out of the punters? You know, they they love True Blood. Let's make them watch this. You know, and for someone who wants to rub one out over sexy vampires, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, they uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. Um, you know, well, uh, you know, I'm not. What's the word? I'm not that. This should have been on know? MTV, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm quite happy with the angels and fairies as well. So long as they're sexy, that's fine. But <laughs> this is just brutal. So I was going to say, like, how how good is the violence? But by the sounds of it, it's not good. There isn't any real violence. Oh. It's kind of all makey-uppy crap violence, you know. And oh, like Twilight levels violence? Oh, it's actually possibly even worse than Twilight. Less violent than Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> but Twilight yeah, was there's so... This, there's Twilight, a suggestion of it. Yeah. Twilight you know? was so unviolent that it finally undid my my 20-year phobia of vampires. And this <laughs> managed to be less violent than that. Yeah. I, I mean, just to, to give you an Are example. Are they sparkly? They're, no. Well, the eyes are sparkly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, very sparkly eyes. They've got contacts on. Yeah. Just to give you an example of how stupidly unviolent this is there is a uh, superpower she-witch girl who gets angry and decides to crush a car with her she-witch powers right and then somebody says oh no that's terrible stop doing that so she stops and then the car uncrushes itself oh <laughs> oh shit is that <laughs> so she stops and then also undoes her violence yeah <laughs> oh, God, yeah yeah God. Oh, it's fucking feeble. Jesus. Oh, that sounds really bad. (laughs) That's the words. That's the words. You know the way they have, you know, like, unmissable. Yeah. You know, four stars. Feeble. (laughs) Mike McDonald. You know, this is the best. Feeble. Half star. Uh, The the only redeeming factor is they have a very cute cat. (laughs) And we discover just at the end. Oh, they can do. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a talking cat? <laughs> yeah. There's obviously yeah. A, a troubled soul oh, tro- uh, trapped in the cat. It sounds like somebody's granddad or something. Did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch with... Oh, yeah. Of course. Actually, All the time. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Sabrina the Teenage yeah, Witch. Yeah, me too. But, like, <laughs> it's of an era. You couldn't yeah. put a show on TV nowadays and be like... But all the vampires, they're so sexy and dangerous. And then, like, meow, meow, be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Detective Mittens. (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just tempted to start having a conversation in meow now. (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. It would, I can guarantee you, it would be far more entertaining than this show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, it's pitiful. Okay, uh, so filler. it's not violence. Is it sexy? Are there like are there good-looking people in it? Let's go by the mark, the mark scale. There is one good-looking uh, girl who does get into Brady. a bikini. Okay. Uh, for Brady? combat, um, which is generally a good thing. That's yeah. Which one? The girl with the bow and arrow, and and all the guns in her closet. Ah, she's scraping a seven, dude. I thought it was Ronda Rousey initially. Well, no. <laughs> well, I mean, r- relative to the competition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, yeah. She's a 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This show isn't populated by, like, nines and higher. No, no not really. No, no, I think the I think the it's mostly on the on the male side, actually. Okay, so who is this show directed? Like, who is it for? And what would they get out of it? Oh, shh. I know. What did you say? Something about rubbing one out? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Yeah. Sexy vampire violence. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sexy vampire yeah. sexy uh, times. Uh, maybe, I don't see it. Maybe it's for people who th- people who thought that, you know, Twilight was just too balls out hardcore for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, 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 they loved scary. so much they needed one for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Somebody somewhere. <laughs> Fucking said yes to this. We'll 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 green light this project. Yeah, that we'll, person we'll, we'll try to capitalize on the sexy vampire revenue that's not been yeah. tapped in this country yet. Yeah, god damn it. Yeah. Someone invested it. Actually, speaking mm. of uh, bombs, um, did I hear Valerian or whatever it's called bombed? What? Mm, I don't know. What's the name of it? Valerian, Valerian and the city of a thousand venereal diseases. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> it's it's just new. Do you remember the trailer we watched ages ago with the kids jumping from oh, spaceship to spaceship? Valerian is the language they speak in Game of Thrones in where Daenerys is from. So I thought yeah. we were talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, totally again. different Valerian. I was very confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think it bombed. Um, I think somebody said it recently. And probably a good thing. Kids are um, it does look dreadful in fairness. Like, who would go and watch that? Uh, James Cameron? No. Oh, Valerian losses hit investors hard as China release awaits. Yeah. So eight hours ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So says uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, well, that's great. We don't have to watch it then. Woohoo! Excellent. I think we uh, do. We have to see how bad it is. Oh, God, Steve. <laughs> Steve, we watched a lot of bad stuff. Over you can watch that yeah. in your own time and give us a recap at the start of next but week's look, episode. Yeah. It's been made by uh, Luke Bettel. That so explains it can't be a lot. That bad. 
Ah, he's brutally overrated. That fifth element, Jesus, come on. Well, look, it cost look it cost a uh, hundred and eighty million, right? Uh huh. And it made seventeen million in the opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, with any luck, that'll be the last movie Luke Besson ever gets made. In and since July twenty first, it's made a total of eighteen point eight. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, yeah. Schadenfreude becomes you, Steve. Yeah. So apparently, Joan Kirk is doing well. So why don't you tell us a bit about that? Well, maybe I won't. <laughs> no, you have to. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> so, don't Just do your job, lady. Do your job, lady. Christopher Nolan's latest film is called Dunkirk. I'm trying to decide whether I hate Christopher Nolan or not. Did he do my left foot? No. Chris, no. That oh. Or was that Christopher c- Nolan does like the weird stuff. That's sci-fi. Christopher Brown you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did uh, Interstellar, right? And Batman. Mm, yeah. That's Christopher Nolan, isn't it? Christopher Nolan did my left foot. Yeah. So, oh, yes, Interstellar. Can, can we, can we yeah. just take a moment? And he did the Dark Knight, Interstellar, in, up, Inception. Hold on, up Memento. until this moment, I think possibly the dumbest thing on this podcast <laughs> that was said was when I asked what a short film was called. (laughs) And I was reliably informed they were called shorts. I think that has now been replaced by Mike asking if Christopher Nolan did my left foot. (laughs) That was was, uh, Jim Sheridan, Mike. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I can see how you confused the two of them. Okay, so Dunkirk. Uh, for the marks of this world, um, the Germans lost World War Two. Um, <laughs> start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we start basically with um, the British and French troops uh, having been pushed back to the beach of Dunkirk. The Germans are coming. Uh, holy shit! How are we going to get everybody out? Escape. Escape. Uh, so the movie is split into three. Um, you have Tom Hardy is an RAF pilot, um, defending the skies. You have, uh, that young lad from One Direction is basically a soldier. There's a One Direction guy in this movie? There is. I don't know how it happened, but. <laughs> Which one is it? Oh, I don't know. They all look the same to me. Well, no. The one with a direction. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this while you talk. Yeah. Um, so he he's basically the placeholder for the soldiers on the beach, and then you have um, uh, one of the little small boats that goes over to rescue them, and the anchor there. Is Harry Styles, the most popular One Direction. Oh, there you go. Yeah, lead yeah. singer. Okay, sorry. Uh, oh, I thought he was a soccer player. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's Nobby Styles back in the fifties. Oh, it's a Spurs, oh, okay. or was it Preston North End? I never remember because I wasn't there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the the third strand of the story is the little boats and the the primary character. Well, it's not the primary character, but the one you'll know is Killian uh, Murphy. Woohoo! Uh, ends up on that boat. Um, so the movie, to its credit, dispenses entirely with backstory. Um, 
There's no... Do you remember when we were back at the academy? <laughs> I heard about this, and they don't do the whole thing. I'll call Daddy will be home soon, honey. You know, yeah. none of these <laughs> kind of sentimental bullshit side stories. Yeah, yeah. That they focus on the task at hand and they stick to it. Yeah, it's it's very spare in terms of how it's shot. Uh, well, yeah. at least in the story it tells. Um, possibly a little too spare. Um, like it's really cut to the bone. Um, like, for example, the little boat leaves and literally... You know, there's no daddy, I'll be back kind of thing. It's just take off, take off the cups and saucers and put on life jackets. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's it. You know, yeah. and Sorry, we don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the other thing was, um, actually, just reminding me of that. Oh, yes. Yeah, so well, I'll think of it in a second. Sorry. It's, oh. mm-hmm. Um, now, in certain parts that, is sparity a word? Spareness is is actually Sparity's too much. Okay. The, Sorry, go on. Um, the Tom Hardy part of it doesn't work for me. Um, there's just not enough in it. It's basically Tom Hardy and his wingman chasing German planes around the place. And they barely talk to each other. Um, so you, and you can't see them because they've got... Uh, those air masks or whatever on breathing apparatus. He's just, he's just doing Bane again. Yeah, you can just see Tom yeah. Tom Hardy's eyes following the back of a German plane that he's trying to shoot. Right. It's more or less what he's doing for the whole movie. Um, which is fine, but it it stops generating excitement after a time, I, I found. Um in terms of the the story itself with the three threads they they merge them in uh, a very uh, inception and interstellary kind of a way there's a play on time um because i suppose well partly down to perception but uh, also they're they're weaving the stories so you'll see something from tom hardy's perspective and then maybe 20 minutes later You'll see the same thing, the same events happening or played out on the screen, but from the guy on the boat's perspective. Hmm. Uh, ah, cool. And hmm. uh, they don't actually warn you about that. So the first one or two times that happens is a bit confusing. You're kind of saying, "Didn't I see that already?" Oh, oh okay. <laughs> the penny drops. You know. Um Whereas in another movie, trying that technique. They probably would have foreshadowed it and spoon fed it to you. Right. And, you know, now we're going to see you <laughs> again, you know. Um, I've completely forgotten how to imitate Sean. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember he used to do that stupid voice? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's cleverly constructed in that regard because the, the mixing is very slick. It's uh, it's it's very well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, is it exciting though? Is that seems question. to be the question on everybody's lips? Yeah, because yeah. I read some reviews. I just saw one in the Guardian there when I was mm-hmm. googling which one direction member was in Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. The Guardian said it was <laughs> Nolan's best film yet, mm-hmm. and I've heard <gasps> from other people say it's boring and nothing happens. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't want <gasps> to invite spoilers. I haven't seen it. I have no idea what happens. Nothing happens. I've, I've done I, Yeah, I've heard Nothing divided happens. reviews. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
And I think part of that is because they focused on the wrong things. Okay. In the movie. Um, so you'd agree with the criticisms? I would. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go far, so far to say it was boring. Um, but it could have been better. Right. Um, I like, for example, they're <laughs> focusing on a guy on a beach. There's nothing he can do um, to change the the outcome of the day. Um, he's basically just trying not to get shot or bombed or drowned, you know. Um, so he's, by definition, going to be a passive character. You have the lads on the boats coming over to rescue the people. Fair enough, they're actually doing something, but they're such a small part of the overall picture. You know, they're unarmed. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're trying to survive long enough to get there to pick up some lads. It's, it's only going to be a few lads because it's a small boat. Um, so by definition, their part in the overall picture is going to be tiny. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, and then you have uh, the air, uh, the air battle. Battle, and, yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, they they pointed out at the very beginning the soldiers on the beach are saying, "Where the fuck is the air force?" Yeah, didn't they get hammered? No, they they gave a good account of themselves, but they, did they really? But most of it happened way out at sea or far away from the beach itself. So the people on the beaches weren't aware ah. of what was happening in the air. Um, so again, it's not the main part of the action as such. What, um, in my humble opinion, they should have uh, focused on in order to get the whole heroism and get your blood boiling and stuff was the lads man in the barricades trying to hold the Germans back or the lads on the Navy destroyers um, from their perspective, seeing dive bombers yeah. coming in on their own ships and stuff like that. Um, now, you do have scenes where ships are bombed and stuff like that, but you don't get the perspective of the person on the ship saying, oh, shit, they're coming in. You know, it's it's it's, it's a third-person perspective, which inherently isn't as exciting right, as yeah. seeing that bastard come oh. down over yeah, the horizon. Yeah, yeah, of course. So did they, did they go for any Top Gun moments? Explain. You know, like the the whole high five. Yay, we win. Ooh, you know. Uh, no, so, no, uh, no. Celebration. No. <laughs> no, it's not really a celebratory kind of a, a, an, a an event, I know, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, it was a magnificent defeat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay, of course, magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, the other thing was, I believe um, they, uh, they didn't need to go into the gore and grit. Mm-hmm. To get the point across in this, and I think it was appreciated. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nasty ways to die in this, mm. and it's very obvious what's happening, and it's very mm. well done. I mean, there's a few times you're looking at it, and going, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at a, like at one point, there's there's people drowning. And yeah. they want to get up to the air, to the air, obviously, but the the sea on top of them is on fire. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah. And you just you put yourself in that position for a second. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, without being gross, you know, without people's faces getting melted and stuff like that, it does portray the it's fact that of, yeah, yeah th- this is this is for keeps, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think actually the brilliance of this movie is in the detail rather than in the, the overall uh, arc of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they do things 
uh, just small little off the cuff things that show very well how hard easy stuff is when you're tired and scared and hungry and injured right, um, right. You know, it's just so hard <laughs> like there's, there's one bit where there's a, a soldier trying to put a new magazine into his rifle and, and set it and his fucking hands are shaking he just cannot get this fucking thing and he's under fire and he's going to die and he just cannot get that fucking magazine into the rifle such a simple action he's probably done a thousand times before and it was just like that you know, small thing cut away there you go really well done um, and in the background if you watch the background carefully you can see the different reactions of different types of people to the situations that are in, that they're in and these people aren't part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, in one scene, there's, there's a bomber coming down the beach, and uh, people are running for cover, they're diving on the sand, some of them are just dropping their weapons and running, um, and there's one or two guys stand there and shoot back at the plane, even though it's pointless. Right. They have no chance right. of doing it, but the, in their they minds, something is better than nothing. Yeah. And then you see, you know, the line of bombs just <laughs> along the along the beach, and you see one guy, and he's down on his back, shooting up at the planes as they go over, and then he explodes. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and that's in the background. the 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 main focus of the scene is on uh, uh, Harry Styles, right, trying to get out of the way of the bombs. This is just in the background. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I thought little little things like that were brilliant. Um, you know, th- there's another guy. He gets caught between uh, he gets caught between a ship and a a, a wharf, mm-hmm. and and it's just a hearty ouchy McSqueeze. <laughs> Ooh, that even sounds painful to even yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's small. It's the small things. There's uh, a lot of attention to detail, which I think Christopher yeah. Nolan is known for, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have to salute them on that. They did a fantastic job in that regard. Um, the music is good as well. It, it, it keeps pace with it. But, you know, it ramps it up, it turns it down. Um, I thought that was very good. Um, but yeah, overall, I think they just kind of, kind of missed a trick there. Okay. Um. Oh, more. What do you want to see? That wasn't the, like what what is it yeah. just from from whose aspect that you're seeing the story that yeah, you've changed? Yeah. I, or? Mean, I mean, as I said, I would have thought it would have been a far more heroic story if you had focused a little bit more on the guys who were trying to hold the, the other dudes. Back. Mm. You know, that's that's what great hero stories are made of. You know, mm. famous last so it, and all that kind of. Thing. So it it is like a hero story. Um. Well, any good story should be a hero story, in my opinion. And in this, there's not really a lot of heroes. Um, well, there are a lot of heroes, but they're not focused on. Is, is I suppose, my problem with it. Um, I mean, the Harry Styles character, God love him, he has such a bad day. <laughs> but he's no hero, you know. You're, you're only ever rooting for him in terms of, ah, go on. I hope you make it. You're a good lad. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's no kind of brave-hearty kind of, uh, you know, we'll fight them on yeah. the beaches kind of thing. It's just... Oh, do they do the speech? They do at the very end, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I suppose they had to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it actually uh, is Churchill in it? No, no. 
Okay, uh, I was going to say who played him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is they, they didn't bother using any CGI, which on one level is great, hmm. but on another level, um, it limited some of the the big shots that they could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think they only actually had four boats available to act as the navy. No way. Um, so, so they're all like not in wide angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you like there was there was what four hundred thousand people on the beach. Yeah, you never get. A, a massive view, like uh, Saruman looking out at his Urukai uh, from Arthur, yeah, yeah. you know, with tens of thousands. You will yeah, taste man flesh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they just so it's more like the the Mars bar ad, where you've got four people crowded <laughs> yeah, together yeah. to make it look like <laughs> hundreds in the stadium. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So a little CGI here and there wouldn't have gone astray because I mean in okay, fairness, yeah. there, there was I, I did a little bit of geeky looking up on this there was 39 destroyers of alt in the in the evacuation mm-hmm. and they showed four <laughs> right <laughs> one at a time um, and, and it never looks like there's more than four or five thousand people on the beach uh, a tiny fraction of what was there mm-hmm. uh, and I suppose one last little criticism is that they kind of uh, keep going with the myth of the small boats saving the day, um, right. which didn't actually happen. Historically, maybe 5% of the evacuees came home by small boat. 95% of them went on the destroyers. Um, but they like to think oh. like all the little fishermen but came over it, and rescued the army. Does it help the story? Because this is ultimately a film for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So... Let's look at it that way rather than yeah. a historical truth telling. Mm-hmm. Does it yeah. does it, if Little Belt saving the day makes it a better story, is mm-hmm. it worth telling? The Little Boat saving the day didn't really add an awful lot to it except for w- there was one very good scene near the end where you got an idea of the scale of the Little Boats. Um but going through the movie, uh, you know, they're floating along, stuff is happening around them, they're reacting to what happens around them. They're not driving the story. It's not building to something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was ultimately kind of disappointing in that regard. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, I feel like such a dick, because <laughs> it was, there was obviously so much effort of gone into this movie. Of all the things you have said on this <laughs> podcast, this review is what makes you feel like a dick. <laughs> that should be what makes you feel like a dick, Mike McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So there you have it. Fun. Yeah. Uh Dunkirk. Um Gives a mark. I'm gonna give it in the absence of fractions, I'm gonna give it a seven. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I'm giving it a seven based on your review, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. I I'm disappointed because it could have been so much more. Um mm. but yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How can you give something a seven and be disappointed? I, well, I enjoyed the movie. You know, it's yeah, it's a good. Well, movie. your expectations yeah, are yeah, yeah, high, yeah. which I think is fair enough. Yeah. It can still be. I'm good. looking forward to seeing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I suppose just one footnote. I did really like Kenneth Kenneth Branagh in it. 
I didn't expect him in that kind of role. He's a, oh, yeah, yeah. a, a naval commander in it. And, oh, cool. Uh, well, I could see him suiting that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's very good in it. Um, Although, it's American forces, right? Did he have to play an American guy, or is this British people at Dunkirk? Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh dear! <laughs> I I think yes. I thought you were going to ask was he a seaman, and I was yeah, thought yeah, yeah. that that'll be funny. Just move it on, Steve. Just move it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's all we have time for this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> that's all we have, isn't it? This week. Didn't somebody watch a trailer? <coughs> I'm making. Oh yeah, we, we, oh, yeah we watched trailer. the trailer, didn't we? Yeah, we did the, the, the <laughs> notorious one. Yeah, the Conor McGregor's deal with Universal Studios. Um, it looks like the guy who did the notorious the documentary mm. um, has put together his rise to meteoric rise to fame over the last four years, and mm. they're putting a movie together, mm-hmm. um, starring Jose Aldo and Arnold Schwarzenegger. No way. And did Devin be in it? Well, you know, see, I think he was in there for. I don't know how much involvement it is, but I think his name is in there due to um, being interviewed and commenting on Conor McGregor mm-hmm. uh, before one of his fights a few fights ago, right. kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but if you haven't seen Notorious, the the documentary, I highly recommend it. It's, it's great. It's very funny, and it's uh, I mean his backstage stuff is as funny as his uh, his persona on stage. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gas. So anyway. It, that's the Universal Studios in conjunction with McGregor uh, Sports and Entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Did you see he's also got his own uh, fashion line of fashion? Oh, uh, I think, uh, sort. Uh, yeah, his suits and very, all that kind of thing. He's always yeah. very well dressed in fairness to him. Uh, oh, yeah. Very dapper. Fair play to him. He's making a great uh, stab at it now. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's just going to be so successful with everything there. You know? I, I'm just thinking for the future. After he's mm. done with fighting and all that, he would mm. make a brilliant Don King if he starts managing oh, yeah. fighters. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. McGregor Sports and Entertainment. Oh, there, he's yeah. still thinking ahead, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just for sure. dye his hair gray and he's fucking in business, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see him, like, on stage with Dane, like, laughing at the what goes on at the boxing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. pre-show mm-hmm. Uh, stuff That's as opposed cool. to the UFC? Yeah, he goes, yeah. what? We have to listen to all these bloody speeches yeah. and bloody, you know, this kind of stuff. You know, who's your man? You know, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And one of these uh, days when he's retired, they'll they'll put him on something like Celebrity Love Island or something. You know? <laughs> 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 or X on the beach. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's on X on the beach, and out of the water comes Jose Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> A bit more like Open Skull. What you call it? Mountain bareback. That yeah. one. What's it called? Broken Skull oh, Yeah, I think you nailed it, Steve. That's the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks. Um, right. Leave there. That's it? From Mike Mark, yeah, so. Steve and Sean and Shona. <laughs> <laughs> Sean and Mike and Steve. Stay classy. <laughs>